it on. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome to this episode of um, Pastaton Podcasts. I believe we're speaking today about something that I am not. Steve, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> That's entirely true, <laughs> young Connie. We are talking about those sensible women. Now, I know before we go into this that this is a minefield. But I'm going to attempt to amuse and amaze you with tips that women would find handy. Can we just ask? <laughs> Wait a minute, are let, men let me get a tip out first before you... Well, I don't challenge, no, no, challenge, challenge him. Steve, what? back in the day, were men better than women? Depends what you're talking about doing art. Generally. Superior. No, you're not going to... You won't... Dig a pit for me to fall into that no. way, young lady. No, Steve has spotted your <laughs> subtly laid Indeed. trap. Yes. <laughs> Men had, it is true to say, more opportunities and more privileges than women. But uh, as a father, as a husband, as a son of a of a strong woman who was a mother, I have no Women are definitely on. better. Great. Good answer. Carry on. That was another good hole that you dug, but no, I'm not falling in again. Right. Things that women know or need to know or might be interested in. Handbag cleaner. A few drops of eau de cologne used on cotton wool to clean the lining of your handbag removes powder or grease marks and leaves the bag beautifully fresh. G. Morris, 5 Harriet Street, Kirkcaldy. Sold. Impressed? Um, what about all the dusty stuff at the bottom? But they will pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I just shake it over the bath and wash it Wipe away, it out. But, the, yeah. but I guess the point there is that the sort of grease cutting abilities of the, the eau de cologne will mm. not just pick up little bits of dust. Yeah. The thing that surprises me about it is that they would waste eau de cologne on cleaning something. It's not eau de toilette, which you'd think. No. Mind you, less less grease cutty, I guess. Eau de toilette, just literally <laughs> in my head, I call it toilet water. That's what it. <laughs> that is, you know, when you get a perfume, eau de toilette, toilet water, and it's rubbish. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But water used at your toilet. Yes. Yeah. Functions. When you are at your toilet. Yes. Oh. And powdering your nose. Right, here's another one for women. Heart secret. Instead of marring the beauty of your new heart by using a heart pin, sew a small comb, teeth outwards, inside the heart, in the band at the front. The comb keeps the heart securely in place. Mrs C. Stevenson, 322 Linthaw Road, Glasgow, wins a pair of towels for yep, that. Yeah, that's towel worthy. You like that? <laughs> I'm not What's a hat gal, but I get it and I love it. You've... Well, thank right. you. have you thought? Have you actually thought about the logistics of that? I, I have a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones style well, I have hat. An Indiana Jones hat too. I um, I use it on rainy days to stop water ruining your hair. <laughs> no, it gives me terrible heart hair. But <laughs> I don't um, have that problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I like my hat. I've never worn a comb inside it. No, that's that's a good. That is really really clever. It actually. doesn't. Make me, Makes you think as well about you know entire industries presumably have disappeared. If you think about hat pins, when was the last time anybody bought a hat pin? I'm sure people still do. Yeah, yeah. 
But I'm equally sure that it was for a long time, you know, a massive booming industry in Sheffield or somewhere like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Isn't it strange that we we uh, almost never see men in hats anymore? But of course, in the period we're talking about, it would have been an absolute derogatory item. Of, Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. it, you would have been undressed. When yeah. did we stop wearing hats? I 60s. think it was in the sixties. Yeah, and yeah. we wore what? Nothing. We began to have hairstyles in the 60s. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I guess we began to have hairstyles in the, four, in the 50s. Sorry, That's with the, true. With the DA. Yeah. back yeah. and the DAs and stuff. Yep. Doug's ass. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, yeah. we know. <laughs> Here's another. Slightly more controversial, perhaps, because it perhaps uh, it gives rules to women. Sticky job. Dip your kitchen scissors in hot water before cutting up sticky things such as dates, marshmallows, etc. Mrs. R. Pattinson, 7 Chelsea Mount, Carlisle. That's not about giving people, putting people in gender roles. That's uh, kind of like the linoleum we discussed. It is. I remember we were cutting linoleum with a we hot were. blade. We were. Uh-huh. Same idea. I think this implies that... Who cuts marshmallows? Own... You just shove them all in at once. <laughs> in your mouth at once. Could we try yes. that? No. <laughs> There's a called Fluffy Bunny or something like that, isn't it? That's right. It's a game called Fluffy Bunny. <laughs> However, I think that suggests that... Um, only women women are in bake. the kitchen. Why? Yeah. Have I missed a part of this? Uh, give me the tip again, quick. Dip your kitchen scissors in hot water before cutting up sticky things such as dates and marshmallows. But, but, I say no, maybe no, it doesn't. Maybe no. maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, it was a bit of a meh. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't impressed Connie? No. <laughs> Not for the first time. <laughs> right, okay. Easy cleaning. To clean behind a wardrobe or other piece of furniture too heavy to move, put a dust sheet over the top at the back and pull it from side to side, working to the bottom. The dust and fluff comes down with the sheet and is easily gathered up. I found this a wonderful help at spring cleaning time. Mrs G.D. Tilly, Fernbank, 195 Maxwellton Avenue, East Kilbride. I mean, it sounds like a fair enough tip. Yes. And quite smart. But now uh, we have fitted wardrobes 19% of the time. Well, even more than that, I will say, if it's dusty behind my wardrobe, I don't care. Yeah. What? Oh, or no, I just no, no, shove the little skinny nozzle bit around it a bit. But they didn't have little skinny nozzle bits. Though. No, I know, but we would now. Oh, but they didn't then. So Steve, they... when was the last time you put a dusty sheet behind your wardrobe? When was the last time Steve picked up the Hoover? In, in his oh. I'm aware of a Hoover. <laughs> I know Freddie Mercury sort of, I want to break free vibes, that's what I'm getting. Oh no. <laughs> I used to live in London and there was a beautiful uh, old English heritage, I think, property called Eltham Palace in South London. And um, it's an astonishingly beautiful place. You must visit here in the area. But it was very technologically advanced in some ways. In one of the wings of it, they had... Hoovers, but it was what it was. Instead of being a thing you wheel around on the floor today, there was a great big vacuum in the basement mm-hmm. with plumbing all the way through the skirting boards. So there were just holes covered in oh, the skirting that's boards. That's a thing nowadays. I, I know of a private house that has that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really exactly what I make. Yeah, <laughs> you have that in your house. But it's a brilliant. No, idea. I don't have oh. my house. My house wasn't built. My house is older than me. James. Wow. <laughs> It must be falling apart. <laughs> Is it a cave? No, because I do <laughs> DIY maintenance on it. Right, another one for women. You'll like this, Connie. Mm-hmm. Non-slip straps. To the inside of heel straps of sandals or slingback shoes, fix an elastic band with a rubber solution. This prevents the straps from slipping. From E. Crombie, 38 Gadlock Street, Glasgow. 
Um, I see it, but I I don't really suffer with a slippy strap. Well, yeah, we should, wouldn't you just tie the strap tighter? Probably. Like, uh, I mean, oh like no, it, you get. I've you know, seen I've seen women's it. heels in a terrible state of repair, it's which not, looks very very painful. They're not their heels. They're Achilles. Oh, he he means the the, the women the, the actual heels of the women, not the heels of the women's shoes. Oh right, yeah, but then slippy straps, non-slippy straps won't necessarily help. Yeah, well, because it won't be rubbing. Oh right, okay, that that okay, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't so, do so, it though. So just, I wouldn't do it. I would just buy new ones. I wonder. So here's here's or a, a, a sort of challenge, Annika style thing. <laughs> um, why are you out for your lunch today, Steve? Connie's not going to know who Annika is. I do from um, that maze thing. Is that right? She wore a leotard. She wore a jumpsuit. Jumpsuits. Same thing. Stretchy, like high things. Aye. Was it not in the the maze challenge or something? What was it in? I, it, honestly, it's actually a bit before my time. I must confess. It See. was uh, Annika Rice yeah. used to get challenged to go out and do things. But what was the show? It's called um, Challenge Annika, wasn't it? It's called Challenge Annika. Oh, yeah. right. You're okay. thinking of the Crystal Maze. Yeah. She may have looked like that, but she wasn't on that. Anyway, okay. my challenge, Annika, my challenge, Steve, is where would you find a where's rubber your... solution? You yeah, and cap- where's your jumpsuit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Where would you find a rubber solution? That's a very good question. You must be in craft shop. There must be liquid. Yes, that's rubber. a good point, actually. Yeah. So you do get liquid latex. Ah, uh, latex. But, well, liquid yeah, rubber, that, that liquid latex. Sense, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, definitely. For um, you know, you can make like um rubber molds for plastic ah, Paris and yes. stuff like that. That's how they're made. Oh right, okay. The actual molds themselves. Right, well, in that case, then okay. I'm, Off to hobby craft you go. I'm, I'm on my way. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll a be quick back soon. investigate. I'll not be long. Right. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Remember, you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code VINEGAR at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms, and here's your bonus ad break tip. Darn clothes or socks before washing them. They'll be much harder to mend if you leave until afterwards. You didn't I, run, don't lie. <laughs> I've been all the way down to the craft shop and I found that you can buy a litre of, what was it? Liquid Li- latex. Liquid latex. You have it right there. For a tenner, yes. Uh-huh. And I'm going away to do clever, manly, innovative and non-slip <laughs> with your, things. With your with strappy my, sandals and slingbacks. Indeed. Uh-huh. I must say, I, I assumed that this was going to be worse, this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Steve talked about like, you know, sensible women in but their really, place. But really, we've actually sent right. them out to the shops. Yeah, you know. <laughs> There's something well wrong there. <laughs> right, okay. Just to, just to break the mould then, I am going to tell you things, very clever things that women wrote in and dreamt up and did clever things with. <laughs> Camouflage. When giving tablets to children, I have found that a good idea is to halve a glassy cherry and put the crushed tablet inside. The other half should then be replaced. As most children love glassy cherries, they don't make any fuss. Mrs J Bates, Mikalusi, Conan. One of your five a day as well, isn't it? Love a cherry like that, with glassy cherries. But with medicine in the middle? No, just out the tub, right into my mouth. Actually, here's a question that's always puzzled me. Do they make medicine things taste so bad? Because if children try it, while their parents are out, they'll think, eh, I'm not having that. Possibly. That's your excuse for carpal, because I would down that. Oh, yeah. Oh, carpal's good, yeah. Fine thing. Yeah. Not the orange one. Who buys the, who buys the orange one? Do you uh, mean the orange one isn't bad? No, you get carpal orange flavoured, I do believe. You indeed, yeah, you do. And you got to stick with the strawberry or whatever it is. And when I was young, I used to get ear infections quite a lot. 
and he used to give you infections get <laughs> oh okay <laughs> and we got this stuff and I used to call it banana medicine. Oh, it yeah. was absolutely it's hideous. delish. You still, oh God, no, it's awful. It's, 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 it's antibiotics. Oh, banana medicines. Mm-mm-mm. I have to give that to my, my kid when she gets a new infection. Yes, it's nice. Or it was. Maybe they had sugar and stuff in it. Yeah, I suspect so. Yeah. It's a bit like a sort of milkshake, but because minus the milk. You do get, now that the Calpol and Nurofen and, and yeah. suspended ibuprofen and paracetamol you get now does say you know proudly sugar free mm. okay that weighing some sugar when she's yeah, old can. it's fine <laughs> when I was a lad every single day me and my brothers were lined up and my mother would give oh. us each a teaspoonful of cod liver oil <laughs> really disgusting absolutely awful we used to have uh, a lemonade each to wash away the taste of the cod liver oil. And then I grew up and I read some scientific research that said it does cod liver oil nothing. didn't do you any good at <laughs> all. It was So why do people still take those squishy stuff? Because people thing. are stupid. Yeah. Yeah, people uh, believe all these things that... I, I've had a sore hip in the past and I was told to take some powder stuff that was twelve ninety nine for 20 caplets and that this would help the, the sore hippiness and didn't do any good whatsoever. And then on another occasion, I was told that uh, what's the thing when they stick needles in you? Acupuncture. Acupuncture. I was told that this that would be me. wonderful stuff. So I went to this acupuncturist and I lay on my side and he stuck 20 odd mm. little needles in my arse and put little bits of moss on the end of it and set them moss? to smolder. Yeah. Really? And actual moss? Are you saying or that? Or does actual it bits of, well he said it was moss. <laughs> And he lit it with a lighter and then he left me in the room for 20 minutes and I lay there with pins in my arse on fire thinking, <laughs> I've paid 40 quid for this. And it the did smell no mossy. whatsoever. Not one iota. So I do not believe any of these modern I alternative don't cures. take like a vitamins or anything like that. Like my boyfriend, he quite regularly takes like a kind of Barocca sort of number but I don't take anything like that. I've been told that those things pass through your system so quickly that they don't do any good at all. Well, it's definitely true that you can um, any excess vitamins that you take are just excreted through urine. Yeah, yeah. Waste. It's just waste. Yeah. You're just paying for peace of mind or paying for something it, it that does maybe make, make you feel a little better. It does make me think, so I, I'm sure there's not a tip in Pass It On about um, vitamin C and colds because I suspect that was too generic and mainstream that everyone mm. knew, you know, have your orange. If you, yeah. if you get a cold coming on, have an orange. But that's one I think that has been disproven, hasn't it? I think it's been proven there's no link between vitamin C intake and, and uh, the, the, the ability of nice. your um, immune mm. system to deal with it. It does make me wonder, there's so much of these old housewives' cures yeah. and treatments mm-hmm. that are baked into our psyche that yeah. so often, but that sometimes there are... It's like that kind of placebo effect. But yeah, absolutely that, there's placebo effect. And there's also, you know, the idea that there might be something as part of that process, mm-hmm. which is, you know, contributes to the placebo effect, something as part of that process that does make you... Well, again, yeah, hot toddies. Uh, oh, I they, they that's not a placebo effect, that's a thing. Yeah, no, breezes through, thing. doesn't do any good. At all. I would drink them on the rig if it you, was like you would drink them anyway. I would, uh, they taste so good. My uh, wife does swear by it if she's got a cold, yeah, I'll, I'll make her she doesn't it just I, I drink whiskey, but she doesn't. So, recipe for a hot toddy in case it's something that you haven't come across, listener, mm. is some whiskey, lemon juice, sugar, or honey, and some boiling water. Makes well, it I use diluting juice, controversial. Very modern. Yeah, like no, whiskey, diluting juice, really sugar, oil and water. Good. What's the active chemical ingredient in that? Is 
Heat, sugar, vitamin of lemon or The glucose will soothe your throat. And the whiskey's good for you. The water of life. You're only treating the symptoms, not the... That's very true. But then there's nothing you can really do to treat the actual underlying. No. No, which is why all these cough medicines that they sell in supermarkets don't actually do any good at all. It just makes you feel slightly better for about 30 seconds because it coats your throat. Whiskey's the water of life. That's why it works. Yes, whiskey beef. Mm-hmm. You're making this up. Do you like whiskey, Steve? I don't like whiskey, no. Whiskey's no. my drink. Is it? I can, dr- I can drink whiskey, yeah. I don't really drink at all, to be fair. Not even beer. My father was entirely tea total. Never had a drink in his entire life. Wow. And I grew up thinking that that was an ideal. And I have little respect for grown men drinking in front of their children, even if their children are grown up, I find it. Uh, I would find it embarrassing to for my children to see me drunk. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I think yeah. that does you credit. Well, that's, does that's, my father yeah. credit? He uh, he signed the pledge when he was eighteen because of the the temperance movement that was still on the go in Scotland mm. at the time. This was in nineteen thirties, mind. I'm saying I'm much less hardline than that, but I think the idea of I don't know. What you don't want to do, of course, is to is to have a mess f- exactly to mislead, yeah. to have a false like you know uh, attitude to yourself. But be honest. But I think you know if you're not somebody who would ordinarily get stocious. Stocious is a great word. Stoughton. Stoughton mm-hmm. after yeah. was. Um, if you're not somebody who would ordinarily get drunk, then letting your kids see that's probably not a terrifically. Good I was move. brought up in my house. It was very much. If you want to try it from quite a young age, oh, yeah, if you absolutely. want to try it, then you're more than welcome to. And my mum and dad were very, very good at taking away the sort of mystical sort of oh alcoholism. So when it got to eighteen, or you know, even when I was a bit younger than that, and you know, you do the underage drinking thing mm. and whatnot, I was like, I've tried it before and I don't like it, or it's really not a big deal, you know. If maybe with you know I had a little sort of wee glass of wine or whatever, and just. I wasn't the one that went and got a stomach or stomach pump the first yeah. night she was 18, yeah. you know, because they were really good at taking away the mystery of yeah. alcohol. And I think that's really important. I agree. Did did either of you ever get the thing, did your parents ever do the thing of making you smoke a cigarette? No. I, it didn't, didn't happen to me, but I know people who had, you know, they'd been caught having a sly fag when they were, uh-huh. they were kids mm-hmm. and their mum would make them smoke the pack. Oh. And of course they were yeah. violently ill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, they're, they're, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I would... Going back to an episode or two ago when we were talking about, you know, smacking your kids or whatever, mm-hmm. which I would obviously utterly reject. But there's a part of me that thinks that the smoking thing kind of is a is a yeah. thing. I, I There's a bit of me would be that thinks that's quite clever and quite a good solution to that problem. Either that or it hor- like horrifies you for a couple of years, but then you're over it after a while and it doesn't, if you choose to go back down the smoking path then. Yeah, yeah isn't there a sort of... It's bad and it's sickening, but I'll do it anyway because it's a rebel thing. Yep. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking about me as a parent. Would I would I do that to my daughter if would I got you? her having it? You would I do don't it. actually know. It, 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 I'm reflecting on the, on my hypocrisy because <laughs> I was kind of t- taking you to task, Steve, about um, you know the policeman kicking you up the arse when you're uh, a naughty boy, and I think that's terrible. But I'm suggesting that I might be tempted to do the making my daughter smoke a packet mm. of cigarettes if I got her, if I got her smoking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's not an easy one. Hard to say unless no. you're in that situation. Indeed. I think it'd work. I honestly think that would work. Um, smoking's awful. I honestly, ugh, horrible you hate it. process. I don't like smoking at all. People who smoke 
all this stuff about health and you can rebel against that and have a sort of devil may care, who cares about tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to smoke anyway. But you smell awful. <laughs> yeah. And that's right I there and right then. Well, enjoy the occasional cigarette, but I... <laughs> Connie smokes. <laughs> I Connie's mum, are you listening? Your daughter smokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the smell of it. And if someone was in front of me, what when someone is in front of me smoking, it gives me the boat. But isn't it funny, these days we're in 2019, as I see when we record this, and... Somebody standing next to you in a post office queue or something smelling cigarettes is a notable thing yes. now. Yeah, you yeah. suddenly go, oh Christ, all oh, that cigarette smoke, I haven't smelled that for yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks or a couple of months. Yeah. Chris, My... you, you will remember, as I remember, when mm. pubs, you could smoke in pubs yeah. oh, no. and you came home smelling Reeking. absolutely terrible. Yeah. I can't imagine smoking in the Overgate, like no. a shopping centre or in a cinema or mm. that just, what that, you know. In a cinema, you could see the film light coming through the, the haze of, of, of smoke it was it was really quite incredible yeah. and i my granny's party trick as a you know and so my granny was born in 1930 so you're talking probably like early you know 50s kind of i suppose her party trick was that she could be blindfolded and gentlemen would pass her different brand of cigarette Mm. And she would take one or two puffs and she would be able to identify exactly what brand it was, whether it was, I don't know what they were back in the day, but ca- I think there was number Camel. Camel or Captain. Captain Full Strength. Ca- yeah, all, all those ones. She would be able to just have a couple of puffs and she would say, that's this, that's this. And I think back in the day, there must have been quite, you know, a few brands well, probably, well, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I always think that's there was a so scandalous. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. So scandalous yeah. for my granny who would have killed me. If she had ever sort of had the notion of me at least even trying mm-hmm. a cigarette, mm-hmm. but, but hip- then back in her day, she was puffing away at parties. You that's know? the hypocrisy of yes. parents, you know. Yeah, yeah. totally. But, but it's not—it's hypocrisy, but it's also you know that thing of trying to help your kids have a better life than you had. Yeah, but you just got to be—you can't be puritanical about it. And that kind of goes back to my point about being drunk in front of your kids. You have got to be careful with how fake that um, reserve is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I think if if you are creating a vision of yourself as a paragon of virtue. Yeah. So a lot of these people were who rang in Sunday Post, they were, they were putting themselves yes, out there, they put themselves yeah. on a pedestal mm-hmm. as leading mm-hmm. community figures. Mm-hmm. That's a slightly dangerous thing to do. Yeah, I would agree. What a good agree. thing to do, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Maybe. On that note, I think that is enough for this episode. Um, Join Steve and Chris and me next episode for some more genius or possibly madness from households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us in Scotland today. See you soon. If you know anyone who enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know they can subscribe for free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts, or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as Steve said, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code VINEGAR at checkout until 20th November 2019. Check the episode notes for details and terms.